Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And what up? It's your girl, April Jones, and I'm in the building. Yo, it's DJ Damis. Let's get this show started. All right, before we get started, make sure you're subscribing and listening to us on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Google Play, yep. Spotify, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. I'm going to get it all out. One day, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember a script. <laughs> this show is not scripted. We have notes. If you're looking, we have notes in front of us. We don't read them all because we like to have organic conversations. So how's that everybody is- doing today? Feeling good, good. man. How are you? I'm good. God, God has got his. He, God is watching me. He got his hand on me right now. He's got his hand down. He got his hand down. He's anointing some, you. We had a pretty good, uh, pretty good week. You know, we broke the story with the whole Khloe Kardashian. We've talked, been talking about that. And Jordan yeah. Sparks. Do we talk about Jordan Woods? Yeah. Yeah. You keep saying Jordan Sparks. <laughs> I keep calling Jordan Sparks. But <laughs> both of them used to be fat and lost weight. And so, um, shout out to Jordan Sparks. I haven't seen her ever since she lost her man, and you know, pretty much her career. Jordan Sparks we used to be good, friends. Though. Me and Jordan they Sparks. Me and Jordan Sparks used to be friends. Not the one she with now. I'm talking oh. about Jason Derulo. Oh, Jason Derulo got you. Okay. Oh, that was a while ago. Oh, well, shout out to Jason Derulo. And she happy now, though. Nigga, J- N- Jason Derulo. If you haven't returned my text by the time you hear this, they're you- gonna. Pro- it's gonna be a problem. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, that's your man's song. What the- <laughs> Sorry, no, no, Robert. Because I'm addicted to Robert. I'm addicted to making Instagram videos now. It's fun. Like people, like people just go crazy with my videos. So I'm gonna start doing more. You should. You think? I think you should. What are you doing videos about? Tea. Well, today I had a purple scarf on, um, and I was laying in my bed, and I was just talking about Jordan Woods, but I kept calling her Jordan Sparks. Oh, so you're doing like a purple scarf review? I don't know. I just was in the bed. The, the Lord just comes over me at certain times. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Lord really does. But you know, I had the most interesting experience uh, last night. What was it? Postmates came to my house. Mm-hmm. But he called me from outside because he saw my name on the Postmates to confirm it was me, me. Mm-hmm. And then talked to my building security about how he was a fan and then came up to my unit. And like they had called and came into my unit to make sure I was okay. That's what's up. No, but it is weird. Like, yeah, it is a little. Strange. Do you use Postmates? I love Postmates. I live by Postmates. Is your picture on Postmates? No, hell no. Is your name on Postmates? My name is on Postmates, but it's spelled with an I okay. instead of a Y. Damn, so, yeah. I'm mad regular. My name, picture, everything on there. Really? Facebook connection. Oh hell, <laughs> your no. Facebook connections on your yeah. Postmates? Don't nobody care when they come to see me. I don't want my Postmate to be well. There's only been one <laughs> fine Postmate where. You know, the lingering at the door was a little longer than it typically should be. Do you have your photo up on there? Hell no. Okay, yeah. But I, but I guess there's not a lot of Jason Lee, so I'm going to change it to... Jay Lee. Ah. Just put, put Jay Lee. Shaniqua no. Hassan Patterson. Hassan? Did you say Hassan? No, all you got to do is put, or put Ja Lee. Like Ja. J-A Lee. I ain't no fucking Ja. I don't even feel like a Ja. Nigga, open the door and be like... I'm going to feel different if I open the door as then a Then just job. put Jay Lee. But Ja means God. I'm going to make my name Shanika. So they oh, think yeah. it's a girl. And then when I open the door, it's like, blah. Oh, God, Jay. <laughs> blah. Would you, <laughs> would you ever sleep with somebody who works for Postmates? Hell like that yeah. that comes to your door to deliver food? Yes. Um. Yeah, if he was fine enough. Really? Yeah, but I would never, like, it would just be that. I'm about to start doing Postmates on the side. So, ladies. Look out for me not dropping do, off that lunch. You are not going to do Postmates. <laughs> why did this guy come to my house and he was telling me how he went grocery shopping. Him and his girlfriend broke up and I'm going to tell you why. They went. He went grocery shopping. There was a girl at the store. They got to talking about their groceries in their baskets. <laughs> Which, by the way, that has never happened to me. I've never been pushing my cart down the aisle and saw somebody have turmeric and be like, yo, you got turmeric. 
Who who does that? <laughs> this nigga sparks up a conversation. I did that before. He has gray sweatpants on. He has a really oversized <laughs> penis. Whoa. So he has a wow. gray sweatpants on. So she's looking at his penis. So he starts up a conversation with her. I don't know where they go with that, but he ends up offering her a ride home. And she takes yeah. it. With her groceries. This bitch gets in the car. So he gives her a ride home, but he on the way home, he's like, yo, I'm going to stop by my house real quick and drop off my groceries. Wait a minute. You found me in the store. Now you want to take me to your home. This is some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. She goes to his house. Long story short, he's like, do you want a drink? She takes a drink. So he feels like she's playing with him and flirting with him. They end up having a drink, and then he ends up fucking her and filming the whole experience. Well, he, he filmed it? Wait he filmed a minute. it. He ate the groceries, too? He didn't eat it. And she was a little trashy. She was, it was, it was all bad. Wait, she got a copy of it, too. No, no, he, he left it in his phone, and then his girlfriend happened to be going through his phone and found the video. Oh, oh damn! My God. Now the thing about it is they fuck. <laughs> they, the thing about it is they fuck people together. Okay. And so, but this was something that he did on his own. He did on his own without mm. communication. We had talked about that right. on another show, right. right? And she found it, and she felt some type of way. So she left him, and then mm-hmm. the only text she texted him was. I see your friend Jason chasing Beyonce and sent him the leak to the video. He had never responded. And she's been like texting him every day. So he finally sends her um, the picture that I took with Beyonce as we were hanging out. But anyway, it was, it was just a mess. Would you, would you meet somebody in a grocery store or a Postmate delivery to your house and just bang them right there? No, Not right there know, in the grocery right store, there. but, you know, you take them home, you know, give them some wine. I like how he did it. Really? Just smooth. Man, damn it, you a daggone lie. Why would now, you You do ain't that? doing that. You, At the you grocery store, that. yo, you picking up some, you know, you ain't some yogurt, that. some spinach. You ain't, you ain't doing that. He a silent killer if he doing that, but he, no. Yeah, that's how you do it. It's just, it's just, you know, hey, you know, you need a ride home. <laughs> no, I was going to Uber with the groceries. Nah, you know, I got the truck. Mm-hmm. Nah. <laughs> I think maybe a few years ago I was on that shit. Like when I was really okay, out partying, drinking every day and just doing crazy wild shit. But honestly, I'm in my bag right now. Like I really am. I. I got you somebody, can't even worry about sex, Jason. I got somebody flying in today, but oh, oh. okay. Wait, did you fly them in? Of course, yeah. <gasps> of course. What am I do? I want you to come visit me. Go buy a flight. Nah, that was what I said three shows ago. Oh, is this is this a potential marriage? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So so he so so we on the old school tip because I know you said now nah, you're not trying to date or do none of that. You're just trying to basically get married. Back, so back, and we back told you you was going to do it. So hey. Well, I'm trying to figure me out. See, life is complicated. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm trying to figure me out. <laughs> no, he, life is complicated because I do want to get married. Yeah, but you said you was done. But the person I'm talking to, I'm telling you, is a damaged soul. And I just got a lot of shit going on right now. I just need, I, you know, the body does need comfort. You're trying to heal each Be- other. Believe You have been single for how long now? Three years? Three and a half years? But you've, you've, you've been with somebody. I mean, I've had sex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So your body, especially me, me, me and you are very similar. Yeah. We are, I'm not probably as sex driven as you are now as I used to be. I probably was worse than you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the body needs, you like, you need to be touched. You need to You can only up. have so many people come over and give you massages. You're like, yeah, man. <laughs> I be getting so many goddamn massages. I know my front desk is like, what? <laughs> My front desk, I know they are like, what the fuck is going on up in that unit? <laughs> Niggas coming over with beds and fucking overnight bags. So, April, you ever you ever Post flew mates? a guy in? Have I ever flown a guy? Hell no. Why not? Because she's, she's I'm not. I'm woman. not interested in that. You don't fly dudes in? No. Mm-mm. But I haven't also met someone that I would want to fly in. Like, I'm honestly, I'm over it. 
Ryan Henry. I hung out with him last night from uh, Black Ink Crew. He's oh, coming he on the show. Mm-hmm, he came. Last night, Damage and I ended up at the Pretty Little Thing Party. What did you think about that? I thought it was cool. You know, I had to run up on Carl Kanai. I see Carl all the time, right? This dude, he be out. But it was like my, it felt like it was a moment to actually speak to him. And, you know, Carl's a legend. That's somebody I want to work with, you know, actually do some modeling for his brand. So, you know, I ran up on him. It was a couple dope people in there. I met, what's the dude's name? Uh, Indian Teddy Bear or oh, something? Oh, Indian Teddy Bear. Did he, oh, tell yeah. you, did he tell you about the Beyonce experience? Yeah, he did. <laughs> he said he's um he's like an engineer. Oh, dope. I was like, man, that's what's up. He told me he was a doctor. I don't know what that he is. is. He works at the, the CVC. He does something in the medical field. That nigga oh, so gets. He, can, he could probably be a medical. Engineer. That nigga gets photos. He is. That's what that nigga. He does. gets photos. I fuck with him though, but I, he's you know, smart. because no, he's cool. there are a group of people out here in Hollywood that you see everywhere, and you don't know what the fuck they do. I don't talk to those people because I fuck around and hurt one because they'll say some slick shit. Those people, I I don't trust them, so I keep mm-hmm. them away. But him, the way he moved that day, he that's my homeboy. Yeah, he said. But you uh, Chloe Kardashian came last night to the party, and so I walked up on her, and I t- she was talking to somebody, and I tapped her on the back, and she turned around, we gave each other a really long hug. And I just told her, man, you know, we riding with you. And she, she and Malika and Larsa were there, all of which would confirm our, our story. And they were uh, very thankful that I gave them the heads up before I put the story out. And I just kind of feel like that's what you should do. Right. Because yeah. you then give them a chance to give you a little more information. Right. Khloe Kardashian commenting on our story is what made worldwide news. Right. Because she confirmed it, which yeah. that comes from having a give and take relationship. You know, I got a job to do and I'm going to do it with morals and ethics, but you got to... Give me a little love, too. So shout out to her. She looked amazing. And uh, shout out to everybody that came last night. I, I talked to Tyga. And Tyga, I think he's been one of the people that kind of looks at me weird when I walk in the room because he just kind of <laughs> want to stay away. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we've always been cool. But we had a conversation last night and he said, you need to speak more because you do have a voice. And even though we all don't want to, we all don't like it all the time. Right. The non-black outlets are coming after us all the time. And you know what's really happening. I thought that was kind of like a compliment. I guess. Look at you getting a big up from Tiger. <laughs> well, until I got a report on some shit. But oh. hey, what up, Tiger? <laughs> Tiger don't be having that really going nah. on though. He be chilling. What you mean? Tiger be chilling. I man. mean, he's chilling now. But Tiger, he was that boy was in the news, he man. Was but it was because he was, you know, With Black China. We don't. Yeah, he was <laughs> intertwined. You know, it was a lot going on. But right, Ch- yo, Tiger be low key. So I was telling Tiger last night. I said, listen, I'm not as messy as everybody says I am. I promise you this. And he says, no, I know. I see. And so as I'm sitting there saying this to him later, I mean, after I say that to him, I go to this restaurant. I see Tyga in the restaurant. While I'm in the restaurant and meeting, I look and see my team is posted some on social media. Tyga took this picture with Michael Blackson. Mm -hmm. And the picture with Michael Blackson is dumb. Michael Blackson is a crazy fucking fool, just so you know. (laughs) This motherfucker's caption said, me and Chloe's brother... Me and Chloe's brother, ex-stepson's father. <laughs> so he reposted it. And I'm walking by and I see Tyga and I say, hey, motherfucker, I told you I'm not messy, but I had to repost that shit. And he, he fell out laughing because it was fucking funny. My, me and Chloe's brother's ex-stepson's father. Oh, my God. <laughs> Michael Blackson and I have a real funny scene in uh, Wild and Out coming out. He, he, he called me out and I just wasn't prepared. And he's so funny and so stupid. I was looking at him like, please don't say nothing to me. He said, he said, your mouth is fucking platinum because you suck so much dick. I, f- I, I couldn't even say nothing. <laughs> you don't know my business like that. Yeah, he's All funny. Right. And uh, Blueface performed last How night. How was that? Blueface, baby. That's my new industry crush. That motherfucker, fine. God damn, to me. 
I know. That's what I've been hearing, but I've never, you know, I've he, only seen videos. He, he needs 15 pounds, though. But that motherfucker. Wait, he needs 15 pounds? He's too, he's too slim? I saw one too, one too many rib cages. He, he good looking, though. He, he doing his thing. And he's different. Like, his style of rap is different. But he's coming on the show from what he says. Hey. Okay, dope. You flaked on us last night, so I don't want to hear shit about. Ind- yeah, but uh, no, but I had to get I had I had to get my little tats, and I flaked only because you told me on you know you told me at the last minute, which you always do. Jason, no, he be last minute. He'll he'll look out for you, but he be last minute. So I ain't have no no high heels, and I can't go into no kind of plt with no heels on. You could have went in there with some flip flops on. I'm not. Would you being a girl in Hollywood? Well, I don't have a pussy. If I had a pussy, I'd have a nigga putting some fucking shoes on my feet. Ooh. <laughs> All the way from Chicago, we have Ryan Henry yeah, finally yeah, made his yeah. way here after well, many, hey. <laughs> many broken times. promises. And I would have this on me today that says Chicago repping. Shot Town. You did. So you guys know each other. We yeah. do. Yep. Do y'all <laughs> niggas want to expand this is a show? <laughs> April, how do you know him? <laughs> well, I mean, it just got quiet after I thought he was going to well, say something. Well, is there a reason why it got quiet? Because, you know, the one thing about me is I'm really good at reading people. Mm. And when the energy shifts, you know, the way the energy, I'm an energy god, by the way. <laughs> you fucked my whole energy up, Pauls, already, <laughs> man. Because right. right, I went out with Jason yesterday, man, and it was just too much for me. You know, I don't just, what happened? we were in fucking Hollywood and we're in Hollywood and just, you we know. We just moved around a little bit. We didn't do yeah. too much. He's too fucking famous for me. Put it like that. Vin you know oh, come Not on, Ryan. True. You're famous He's, too. Ryan's being extra. I met yeah. some motherfuckers who know Michael Jackson personally. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like wow. Oh, you did that, huh? You know, so just all type of shit. You know what I mean? So. Hey, so Ryan, you know, from afar, first of all, uh, I think you're the most attractive no homo. This is not, and I'm not even gay in this interview. I'm your friend, so <laughs> he turned it he's, off. He's the most attractive on the Black Ink Crew franchise. Oh, thank you. And every time I go live with him, the girls go fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. Or anytime he pops in. But what I respect about you the most, and I, I don't even think I told you this, is I respect and appreciate how you're able to have just an authentic exchange with somebody who's clearly a homosexual. That's what they call me in, on Instagram, and. um and it'd be normal. Where do you I mean, get? The, where do you get the? Uh, is it confidence? I don't know if confidence. I don't. I feel like uh, you know. what I mean, <laughs> the uh, the homophobia of the world uh, comes from just not knowing. You know what I mean? Like I uh, like I got five uncles. You know what I'm saying? With my with my daddy and shit. You know what I'm saying? My daddy and my uncles are the hardest niggas in the world. But uh, one of my uncles is gay. But he he's not a uh, he's not a flamboyant, flamboyant. gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He still fuck my daddy up. You know mm. what I mean? So with that, being able to accept that, you know what I mean, growing up and knowing what it is, is like this is still just a human being. What mm-hmm. he chooses to do in his own spare time is on him. That's you know so what I mean? True. So to, you know, unless you are um, confused or not sure about your sexuality around anybody who is gay, you know, I don't think I come off to anybody like, hey, I'm hinting to you or some shit like that. I fuck with you as a person. You know what I mean? But, but so, you you do have a, a certain level. Um, you, you're definitely a man's man, not in a gay way, but in you're like a, you you a man yesterday? No, no, but here's the deal. I am I am oh. I do come off so gay on this show. I, I watch the show sometimes. I'd be like, nigga, you gay? Um, but yesterday <laughs> he, he, he walks Surprised in Delilah. He walks in Delilah's. He's like, I'll take a double Hennessy. See, you, that's where you start fucking your night up. A double henny off the oh, top. Oh God, Ryan, you was drinking Hennessy last night. Because because he the, the, at least he does give some consideration. He let me tell you why he's a seasoned drinker. He walked in the pretty little thing party, and the first thing he said was, I need to decide if I'm going to go cognac 
or tequila? Light or dark? Yeah. And you went dark. <laughs> no, they didn't have no fucking dark. So we had to go tequila. And then when we got there, it's like, oh, there's a hand. Well, fuck it then. Let's go ahead. Let's switch Damn. on. Yo, but you can switch as long as you don't switch back. You know what? There's a documentary on Netflix <laughs> that shows you all the shit about drinking and liquor. And there is nothing scientifically proven that when you mix the different types that it fucks you up even more. But there are some people that can do both, but then there are some people that absolutely cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a cannot mix. I, I can't. can't mix anything with champagne. That's when I play yes. Champagne will fuck, like, champagne champagne will fuck cool. you up. Champagne will give you a headache. And that, that little, Black your ass out. That champagne ruin champagne night. for white people. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so, he, so he started with the two the double Hennessy's when we got to Delilah's. Uh-huh. And then the Michael Jackson people came, and that conversation got really interesting. And so he had drank all his, <laughs> he had drank all his drinks. So I'm like, bring another double Hennessy. But then after that, you were you were cool. Then what happened? Ah, uh, fuck, dark Where'd hole. Where would I go after that? You went you to t- no, he went to Tiana Taylor's pajama party. Oh, Damn, see, he was out there like that. Oh, so we got there, and then the chick who was running the bar uh, knew me and wanted a picture. Mm. So when I told her, like me and my homies, like man, we want some hands, she poured them bitches up. For the picture, so it was over with after that, man. I'm like, God damn. So um, did you go home with anybody? No. Did anybody try to go home with you? Yes. <laughs> well, what's the fun in that? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I just, I had. It's too accessible. Yeah, like, why did, you know, why does chick think that she could walk up to me and be like, hey, what's this, you know, I want right. a tattoo. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, yeah, what y'all doing? Or come to one of the afters or this, that, and the other. Come uh, beat this so. pussy up. Yeah, this is how this is how some of y'all women are out here talking. You know, some of the girls do talk to my friends like that. Oh, yeah. It's beat true. this. I heard a woman say to my friend, I want you to beat this pussy up. I had to slow it down for her and read it back to her. <laughs> what does it mean? It's like, great in text message. Yeah. When you get it in text message, oh. Yeah, but when you hear it out loud, it's a little too much. It's like, uh, it is a bit extra. what do you mean beat now, it up? Now, this is a question for everybody straight Don't up. say it once I'm beating that motherfucker up and then you're implying that I need to do it more. Like, motherfucker, this is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> do, do you have, do, have you ever had sex with fans? Like, would you have, have you hooked up with a fan? Um, In the past. In the past, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, shit, sometimes it's just like, hey, man, that motherfucker... That's too good to pass up. You know what I mean? But when you say fans, it's in the sense of um, these could be potential clients. Like, I've never... Um, mixed business with personal. I've never mixed it. Like, you know, if she coming to get a tattoo and she cold, I ain't showing not a, a stitch of that shit until money is paid. And then I'd be like, what you on? You ain't finna get nothing off the top. You ain't finna see me flirting or nothing, thinking you getting shit off. Give me my motherfucking money. And then, so what you on? Okay, y'all, it's time for another Hollywood hookup. So, look, we're all grown in here, and we all know we need life insurance. But yep. actually, physically getting it is like assembling the world's most complicated and hardest jigsaw puzzle. So if you have a mortgage, if you have kids, I mean, if anybody relies on your income, you already know um, life insurance is something you definitely need. It's very important. But don't worry, because we have Policy Genius now, and it's the easiest way to get life insurance. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes. Two minutes. From the top insurance to find the best policy for you. That's right. When you jump online, Policy Genius will handle all the red tape for you, okay? Roll it all out for you. They'll even negotiate your rate with other insurance companies, and there's no commission-based salespeople. So that means these people are really just here to help you, give you good advice, and take care of your life. But get this, Policy Genius doesn't only make life insurance easy. Um, If you're looking for the right home insurance, auto insurance, disability insurance, Go to Policy Genius. That's the place you need to be. Absolutely. 
In two minutes, you can compare quotes, find the right policy, and save up to 40% off doing it. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. So make sure you sign up. What? So one day I'm on uh, Instagram Live, and I go live with him, and he's in the shop. And I'm like, wait, so you be in the shop? So, like, do fans pop up at the shop? All day long. And there's a a step and repeat Mm -hmm. for his shop. And and I'm like, well, you're not, like, concerned with, like, crazy fans? Because I'm sure you got people who you've been stalked at some point. You had to. Girls, somebody, something. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm like, you ain't worried about it? And um, what was your explanation of that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, shit. It's like. Man, I've been in this shit, you know what I mean? So, like, when it comes to that, you know, people, you know, being accessible and being on the number one show and then people uh, see what your business is and then the show is connected to your business and their fandom and stardom is connected to your business, they're like, oh, man, that's a shop, so they're going to pull up, you know what I mean? So I might have two, 300 people in a day that'll come by on, like, a Saturday or something just to come by. They want a tattoo from there. They want to take pictures. They want merchandise and shit like that. So it's definitely a blessing. But you are that accessible to them people. So, I mean, I'm just a, you know what I mean? I ain't, it ain't, it ain't never been a time I ain't never had no guns on me. You know what I mean? So, shit. In that case, it's like, if it's really a problem outside of somebody who wants to come and, you know, be a fan or be a supporter, uh, shit, you can get your motherfucking issue. Like, be all my niggas about all that shit. So, we ain't worried Lord about it. No, they're all licensed uh, weapons. We, we are license definitely all licensed individuals. to carry. Let's just, <laughs> let's, let's, that. let's just put that out there. <laughs> right. We're licensed to carry. We're licensed to <laughs> defend ourselves and our business and our clients and everything in between. So for an outsider like me who looks at Chicago on the news and sees like everybody's dying at the cookout on a, on a Saturday, is it as dangerous when you live there as it looks like on the outside? It is, uh, given the... Um, Given the areas, man, like I said, some people, they come right into Chicago, stay downtown, never have to see none of the bad parts. And, you know what I mean, it's protected in that sense. When you go out south or you go out west, pretty mm-hmm. much out south where we from, you know, it's like um, it's a whole like you go on and on explaining the demographic of why it's like that. You know, what I mean, you're talking about full levels of uh, gentrification uh, of the neighborhoods, you know, what I mean, and these kids are built on environmentalized neighborhoods that have schools shut down, um, you know, you forced to take a bus to another school with other gangs, and then if you're not gonna be you're not gonna get beat up every day, so you quit school. Um, ninety percent of the fathers are locked up by design per the laws, you know what I mean? And um, you know what I mean? So now you have these children that are being raised with uh predominant mothers who feel like, oh man, my life ain't over with, so they in the clubs, you know, yeah. and then there's liquors, and then, you know, so they in the liquor stores, and, you know what I mean? So all these different things raise these children up to be, it's a whole different wave of the last 20 years of children that are godless and that are uh, fearless of not being able to grow up as a human being would do, you know what I mean? And these are the kids that will shoot at anybody, you know what I mean? It's notable so to be true. a shooter. It's notable to be, man, I shot them, I did that. So, you know, if you've never shot at anything, more than 20 feet away, it's hard to hit something that's this big in your vision, and they shooting from across the street. So all the people that are getting killed are from... Innocent bystanders. The innocent bystanders of just shooting at people from other blocks and other neighborhoods. They don't even have the knowledge to know that you don't own this block. Mm -hmm. You know, this block is owned by somebody else, and you dying over this block, Mm -hmm. and you're dying over this gang. And, you know, um, it can go so far into, you know, the structure of it because I tell people, like, you come downtown, Mm -hmm. see police on every corner, Guarding the money, the magnificent mile. Mm-hmm. 
six police on the corner sitting their hands in their vests on each and every corner for a mile. If you had that same presence out south, even for one block, um, it would stop somebody from doing that because the way it goes, like, man, I know they just killed my homie and I'm going to run over there, shoot them up, and I'm going to dip back to these blocks and I'm going to be able to get away. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you do a hit over there. But and and it, and it's and everybody knows that. Yeah, yeah, you know that. But if the police presence was there, you know, like damn, it, I can't go get them niggas today. I couldn't get it. But it ain't nobody riding down a 10, 15 block radius all day long. Mm-hmm. Not one police officer. So if you would put them out there, you would be stopping or deterring that. You can't stop them from wanting to kill. They gonna want to kill. But if you put the median in between to, to make them stop, then they would be. It'd take six months Less. for a nigga to be like, damn, I still can't get them. Right. That's a lot of people that can't get killed in that much time. You yeah. know what I mean? So. You know, but they won't do it because they say we ain't got the money to pay for them to, to uh, be out there. But you got the money to pay for them over time to be downtown. So what you're saying is the money downtown is worth more than the lives out south. And mm. that's just what it is. So yeah. so recently, Jesse Smollett, he's all in the news. He got arrested. Your people arrested him today. <laughs> right. The nigga that went to jail. He'll probably on his way to prison. The actor nigga then took oh, Empire man. to the streets and said that white people put a noose around his neck, pour bleach on him, called him a fag nigga. And... Make America great again, um, but now it's all some two African brother niggas who were extras on the show who were hired for thirty five hundred dollars. So what do you think about that? Ryan? So all of, so all of this came out true, and he's arrested. Yeah, it's uh, true. I don't know if it's true. No, no, the, the, I don't know. The commissioner of the of the police in Chicago just made a statement. It's wow. listen. He's they, indicted. They, they taking that night. nigga he's indicted. down. I I I appreciated all of the support that he had for the gay community when. That was an attack on him because it should have never happened. You know what I mean? And that's fucked up if it did happen. And the support that came from around the world with everybody was dope. For that shit to be false, like, that's some clown ass shit. I hate that it had to happen in my city because they look at it. Oh, what's going on in Chicago? That nigga ain't from Chicago. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just some clown shit. I don't know how this fucking Hollywood shit is <laughs> to where so a nigga so, will feel so, like, damn, I'm losing steam. So, so, so whole, let me fake some shit. So the whole night last night, Ryan's walking around this fucking nice party, holding his bag like he got a goddamn gun in. I'm like, relax. You well, maybe he did, Jason. No, he did not. No, he did not. But he was. He, okay. I'm not. Listen, I'm not a fucking mingler. I'm not around. You know how this LA shit is. Hey, what do you do? What I do know, you do? Ryan. What do you do? Hey, do what do you do? One. What do you do? Man, get the fuck out my face. <laughs> fuck wrong with you? I, I, I'm standing here. That's what I do. You know. So it's true. But the, the commi- whole, but know? I thought what I thought was dope was the commissioner. You know, the, the Chicago's smart. They put a, a nigga on TV today. He spoke out, and basically what he said is there are so many real things happening in Chicago that mm. need the amount of attention that this bullshit is getting. And that it was unfair. So as a as a person from Chicago, do you feel like... Definitely unfair. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, it's so many things. Even if when people are from the outside ask, well, what can be done? What can be done? Even if the thing that I just said was spoken on, you know what I mean? It would make so many people feel obligated to try mm. to change so many things. Like I said, because it's by design. It's not by just chance that, you know, you don't have the police presence to, you know, wean it off. You know what I mean? To, to be in the way of these people doing it. You know what I mean? It has to be spoken on. It has to be said. You know, it has to be done, and you're literally putting it in their face to be mm. saying that, but nobody's doing that. But as soon as some bullshit like this pop up, right. you know what I mean? It wasn't bullshit at the time, but now look at it, you know what I mean? The people are going to dwell on it forever, and then it's just going to get swept under the rug. Again, you know, killings will be up, and it's going it's to get hot. So. But the crazy part, because there is so much attention on Chicago, they should use it as an opportunity, I think, to create a conversation, right? Because you, the, the people coming out of Chicago— you know, you got um, R. Kelly. He in the basement. 
He's he in the basement. Oh no, and, he uh, he's locking bitches down. What do you think about R. Kelly? I haven't spoken on this yet. Right. And actually, on my next week's episode, um, one of the um, one of the cast members they spoke on it, and then they going and and uh, boycotting, and you know they out there outside the studio that was on the um, on the damn special, and you know out there protesting and shit like that. And I wasn't with it. The reason why I wasn't with it is because I actually know Rob. You know what I mean? And I've actually been to that place and I've been to the parties, you know what I mean? That what it was. And I you know what I mean I know this person as a as a human human being, but also, you know what I mean, you can't be accountable for the the shit people just like to do. Like so you know him personally. Yeah. So some- like, I've been to this place where they all out there, right. hey, let us in, let us in. Like we fucking have parties there and shit. But, and are the girls chained to the wall or what? No, 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 no. That's not. Like and that you know they was never chained. Listen, I, listen. I don't know what's when I interviewed K. Michelle. I was trying to understand like, were you chained to the house? I mean, because I don't know. Right. I mean, when I hear is a woman standing outside saying, "Please free my baby," and the baby ain't coming outside. What the well, I mean, it's, going a, on? it's a whole it's a whole building. So you know, what I mean, whatever might be going on upstairs or different, I don't know. You know, what I'm saying like I said, it's just it's sad that. Um, you know, somebody's internal demons have would hurt somebody else. If anything, though, I I feel sorry for the women involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't I don't condone any anything to any woman, especially you know, uh, younger girls. And I say it's just fucked up that if this is a vice of his, you know what I mean? That it has affected people over the time. You know what I mean? Other than that, it's just like I hate the scapegoat shit that's going on about it because it's like all you motherfuckers who are going so hard right now. Y'all fucking saw that tape 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you didn't fuck with him back then, you listen to all his music up until now, support him until you saw some technical facts to the shit you already knew that you already judged about. It was a fucking joke to y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Up until some technical facts. Motherfuckers thought that before they saw the special, all the women that R. Kelly supposedly had um, did all this shit to was supposed to be these fucking model chicks and when they seen that they was just regular looking chicks they like why are Kelly fuck with these regular looking chicks you're talking about just some regular hey man this is the type of woman who probably ain't got no good self esteem and then maybe I can control her doing this type of shit you mm-hmm. know what I mean right. so and they taking all these technicalities and saying oh now now he's fucked up y'all been knew he was fucked up if that's how you felt y'all so, seen the tape 15 years ago so what what made you okay with being cool with him given what the streets were saying about him. I mean, many people did. We had a debate on the show. I, did, I honestly had um, never even seen the tape. back. I was in high school when that shit came out. Um, you know what I mean? And then just being, uh, like I said, that was like one accusation from that. But then I feel like as a society, look at how- He was still accepted. I mean- we had, Society looked over like, oh man, he was with Aaliyah. Right. It was or, like, it was or, a, or that nigga got some good music. And, on to- and, and, on top of that, and they were like, it on doesn't top of that, matter. He's a musical genius. You can't never take that away from him. Like I said, just sure. for what his vice is, you know what I mean? I don't agree with that. <clears throat> but when you were there with him, you never seen anything. Absolutely no. It's, I mean, so I think that's for you also. It's like you can hear things, but when you're physically with somebody and you're not seeing it, it's like, well, maybe. Like I've literally seen him be in the space where, you know, and everybody in Chicago knows R. Kelly throws parties. Right. He have three, four hundred women there. He'll have a few of his guys and maybe some outside people that they know, which would be like us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he there and he chilling. He's just as smooth as right. he is. He ain't on no girls, you know what I mean? He playing music, you know no, what I mean? He nobody, talking with people. Nobody, nobody's too. getting pissed on. No, no. Know, none of that bullshit. That's what I've seen, though, too. I'm just saying, like I say, smooth rather than the guy. I think so what somebody chooses to do 
you know, outside of that, I can't condone it. Right. You know what I mean, it's fucked up, but, you know, right. I hate that the women uh, were harmed in that sense, especially well, the young girls. Sparkle still need to go to prison. I don't know where the fuck you at, Sparkle. I know you ain't had no more music, but <laughs> goddamn it, you brought that little girl over there. You started this goddamn shit. Now you. Yeah, but her dad also did play for her. You know, I don't give a fuck if her dad played for the devil. Her, her she. But, Sparkle, you know what Sparkle is. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I'm I'm connected to that situation too. Oh, you are. Yeah. But so. the thing is, Sparkle. Sparkle introduced, but she didn't keep bringing the little girl over there. Let me tell you something. If I brought my true story, I go to film Wildin' Out. My family comes out to visit me. My family's 18 though, but you know, the, he came out with his uh, cousin, and he look he's young, and my cousin's not, but still, somebody was hitting on my cousin, and I felt like. Oh, they, they, you know, they, they 18, relax. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. They didn't care. But even though they were legal, I felt like they were really young in comparison. <clears throat> anyway, we, we went on and on and on. I guess my point is, is what part in that did she play? Because right now she's up, sitting up, acting like she's a victim, totally trying to shit on Rob. When there's well, been years of silence, she ain't said nothing. No, nah, she's been but saying that, stuff but, these but whole her, years. But the, her niece was also involved in music, too. So I think it was Fuck like. Fuck that. Cause like when I seen okay, that when Ryan. I seen that special and then she said like oh I brought her down there it was doing music boom boom that was cool and she said the next time she came down there she was already there you know what I mean like well okay. what you already doing here in the studio but wait wait what were you gonna say though no so I was just making reference to you know she was helping her with her uh, brought her for the sense of having him help her with her music if you were there with her every time right but see I. I know, you know, I know her personally. So I'm not speaking. I hate speaking on this shit. She did further speak on it, though. I just saying in the, the sense interview. of like, like my fucking son is 12 and I could, couldn't even imagine having a 12 year old daughter. And if you see a 12 year old girl walking on the street, you know what I mean? You're talking about, all right, I brought a man for the music. Hey, man, cool. Produce, do this shit like that. And then you leave. And the next time you come, she's there and you don't have a problem with it. Like, why are you here by yourself? And right, but you, who knows? Because but the dad also played. So I'm saying it was some weird shit because her the dad also played for him. Yeah. So it's like well, she's, maybe she was there be, and and they talked to you know <laughs> they was cool with it because yeah, of the father. That's why I say like I don't I don't know. Whole, that's why I can't speak on the shit. She, she's I, done, yeah. I, I she she further explained it because she said with the documentary they were there for six hours and they cut up everything. So she did a Breakfast Club interview and was like she introduced him and then. The, mm-hmm. One time, one time she went there and she was there with, with nobody else. But there was time she would be there and she had a friend text her like, yo, you know, your niece is here. And she would call up the family like, yo, y'all need to be down there with her. So the introduction was through her, but she wasn't always like, oh, okay, just go That's down. She just simply introduced her. But I just want to be clear because I, I do know well, <laughs> what she said. Well, I would say this. His son is 12. She was one year older than that. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a fuck what she was doing down there. <clears throat> If, if if it starts to smell funny, because see, women are smarter than us. Women have that intuition. They know what the fuck is going on. You start to see some shit don't look right. Her daddy ain't here. I ain't here. She didn't tell me she was coming. She didn't even mention what they working on. I ain't heard no music. Like, there's a problem. You start seeking. You don't just turn a blind eye and say, well, shit, she's doing whatever. I just feel like they let they all let that girl down. They all need to go to prison. Robert Kelly needs to go to prison. Fucking Robert. The nigga scheduling the flights, the bitch <laughs> yeah. with the car, the bitch with the hotels, every fucking person around him. Because if you, you really think about it, I saw the tape back in the 90s. Motherfuckers was selling the tape on the street. They were. Selling child porn. It was in all, everybody house. We was, you could have probably got on an ice cream truck. Uh, you probably could have. Anyway, Damn. so you have two kids. One is your biological uh, son. He's 12. Yeah. And he'll, you, he'll be 12. He'll be 12. 
And I found it interesting last night, you know, because a lot of men ain't out here claiming their babies, let alone uh, somebody else's. Do you claim you claim the uh, you claim two kids? Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've I've, uh, I've helped raise them, so it just is what it is. You know, uh, like I said, I didn't I didn't even plan when it came to my uh, second son. I didn't plan on um, even being in his life. Honestly, you know, what I mean, like him and his uh, his their mother, we weren't together. When I heard she had another uh, child on the way, it's like, hey, man, honestly, that's y'all kid. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that baby. You know, that's the mindset. But as time goes on, uh, for what I had always done in my child's life, always doctor visits, always, you know, on call for, you know, my kids got asthma. So we got three o'clock in the morning, you know, nebulizer treatments at any given time. And, you know, medicine is needed and you get sick right. at, when the weather breaks. So. With that being said, it was starting to happen with uh, with the younger child, so I would have to help out uh, for what she needed, you know. Um, and as it went on, like I said, you'd help out, be like, all right, but whatever, this ain't my kid. But as time went on, it was like God and impr- God places something in in your life, and then that baby just began to imprint on me, you know, um, mm-hmm. by me being around, you know what I mean. And then I also knew, you know, what I mean, the kids are innocent in this, you know, what I mean, they don't ask to have separate parents or to have anything. So my child, you know, what I mean, my son would never be able to ask me, like, man, why you never look out for my brother? You know, he don't right. know this is half-brother. He don't look at it as, oh, man, you know, y'all. Because me, me and his mother wasn't even cool, but it's just what I did for my kid. I wasn't going to keep pulling up and be like, all right, just give me my son and leave him here. Yeah. You know, I just get him shoes and I don't get him shoes. I just get the toys with him, but I ain't taking him. No, it's like, fuck it. Just take him as son. And then it, you, you grow like that. It's called being so, a man. So the, exactly. second, so the second child is with uh, singer Jeremiah. Is he a good father? Yeah. He's you know, a good father. Yeah, he... um. Like I said, he's the uh my youngest is six. And um, you know what I mean, he uh he sees him, he you know, he loves him, cares for him, you know what I mean? And like I said, it just I mean, my first couple of years being a father, you know, the shit was tough. I didn't know what to do, didn't know how to do, I was fucking up, you know what I mean? Um and then Jeremy's a successful artist, you know what I mean, on the road. Touring, moving around. Touring, doing everything. So, you know what I mean, you don't have the time to be there amply, you know what I mean? So I just picked up the pieces where they weren't, you know what I mean? And as time went on, you know, um, That's- They've been able to work out and, you know, I mean, they got, you know, shared custody for it. And, you know, they can, um, you know, I mean, like I said, they, I mean, he he understands that um, he has people in his life. You know, what I mean, if any if anybody would have some shit to say, it's like, how could you not want more people raising that child? You know, what I mean, if I had to be on the road or be as successful as he was, I would want somebody in that sense taking care of the child. And neither, neither one of us was with her at the time. You know, what I mean, so it was just about. Nurturing the kids, you know what I mean, and raising them up. So does does Jeremiah's son call you dad or him dad? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. It's good to see that two men can put their pride aside and actually take care of kids. Because I see people push their children to the side for less. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like me and me and me and Jeremy, we always had a uh, like like I said when it came to the women, you got to realize like. I was a popular nigga in Chicago, and he was the most popping at the time in Chicago. So you talking about the way people would see it is like, oh, man, she ain't with him because she with him. You know what I mean? They ain't together because of this, that, and the other. It's like, man, as shit would go on like that, we two strong men. How we going to let this woman be in between or what people would think be in between 
with two of the strongest niggas from this city would be. So we would have to have our own conversations at times. Like, hey, man, this ain't really that. And he always been a cool dude. We just didn't really know each other like that. You know what I mean? And we're not going to let no woman separate the whole fucking city with people being like, no, don't do this. People... They play the songs right. in the club. Motherfucker, look at me like this. Like, <laughs> Waiting I'm for you sitting to be there, like, like, turn that shit off. Like, I ain't no hating ass nigga. That shit cold. Turn that shit up. You know Dang. what I mean? So. Who, was, who reached out to who? Because I know we had a, a conversation in here and where uh, Artist Future was talking about how he would have respected if Russell reached out to him outside of Sierra. And I said, honestly, I understand that because as men, me being a father myself, that's something men should do. Sometimes you got to put the petty stuff that women sometimes... Um, Mm-hmm. create and not saying all women are petty but sometimes as men we have to speak to each other who reached out to who in your situation um it's been many situations so you know sometimes it's been me sometimes it's been him um we both had to be men through that you know what i mean because like even before they had a child you know she had moved in with him before mm-hmm. so my child had to live with this other man and i had to talk to him outside of a baby mama like, hey, man, listen, certain shit that I don't want going on between my child and yeah. you. This and he like, no, it's cool. You know what I mean? So we worked that out as men over the years on our own all the time. You know what I mean? And if it's certain shit he want to say to me, he hit me up directly. You know what I mean? And that's, that's how we be able to get to this. Like, we so far past the bullshit now. So wait. So there was a time where your kid moved in with him. Yeah. Was there ever a time where she moved? Did you ever go back to that relationship? Did she ever move back in with you and the two kids? Yeah, we got back together uh, about two years ago. And you're uh, together now? No, no, no. Okay. No, I was going to say, yeah, the ladies no. want to know. No, no, no. We separated. Okay, so. No, I mean, we're. So, so the la- <laughs> separated me like you did it. No, but we've been, we've been right. broken up. So the ladies that are listening now want to dig. Like, what is the process of hearing this interview and finding your Instagram and <laughs> being able to sit on it? What? This is uncensored. Come on. Uh. I don't. Th- I don't think there is one, man. Cause like I said, I was in a. I was in a position. To, I was. I was gonna fucking get married. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to get married. Are you the marrying type? Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to have a wife one day. I thought I was. <laughs> you thought or That's are his you? Goal. Are you the? Are you the? Are you the? Are you the? Because I was last week on the show. I was looking to get married. Today I came in. Today I came in and Confused. I got a. I got a flight landing at uh, six o'clock. <laughs> so I'm trying to understand. Are you? Are you the marrying type in phases? Or are you? Is it just like an evolving experience? No, I'm I'm a marrying type. Period. You know what I mean? Like, um, I guess I didn't I didn't did all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got motherfuckers who out here that are late bloomers and they don't know what it's like. They still trying to go get them a threesome. They still trying to see what it's like to fuck these type of hoes and shit like that. It's like, nigga, I've been doing this shit my whole life. You know what I mean? Threesomes and, or just dating? All, all of shit. it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like. <laughs> Nothing about that is going to make me at the level of maturity want to sacrifice fucking hoes or doing all this shit, you know what I mean, for happiness. You know what I mean? Like, I know what it's like to fucking be happy. I know what it's like to be unhappy. I know what it's like to be bored with some shit. And then, you know what I mean? That's what I did. I prided myself on, you know, being, I get bored with a motherfucker like, damn, damn I thought I cared about you, but I'm fucking bored with yeah. you. You know what I mean? So when I was in a position uh, in my last relationship, you know, it was a, uh, I was going to get married. I just was, you know, I was fucking up, you know, and not so much. I wasn't cheating or no shit. I was just fuck, I was fucking up financially. My head wasn't right. Dealing with the show shit. You know what I mean? That shit come into your fucking home. You know what I mean, disrupt the happiness there and shit like that. So it's like, man, I just wasn't right there. You know what I mean? I do want to talk about the show because uh, this is the second time I've sat down and interviewed with you mm-hmm. and see how articulate you are and how long you've run your business now, Mag. But when you watch the show that I do love, it's like we Fuck don't get it. that part yeah, of Ryan. Man. It's like every time y'all have an event, you're fighting, you know, it's like, yeah. how do you feel about how 
the business is portrayed I on the show. I fucking hate it. It's disgusting only because I know uh, what I accepted the show for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I know what it could be. I know what the people would relate to and what people would fuck with more than just 100% bullshit. Um, and to me, it's just like, you know, until there is some more creative control uh, from a production standpoint on my side, you know what I mean? I don't know how far I can continue with that, you know what I mean? Right. To which I've I've already allowed to do. I've opened my new shop, which is separate from that bullshit, and you know what I mean? Production can't come in and do whatever the fuck they want to do in there, and um, I've been allowed to tell that story as it's coming up. They'll see the separation from me and the older shop from all the bullshit that they've been doing as it naturally went, you know what I mean? And moving forward, just like I said, I mean, if I can't, if I can't implement what I know, what I have produced, right. what I've shown that the people can relate to and, that, and that what they fuck with to the world, if I can't put that out there along with some of the little bullshit, but disrespecting business has never been the goal. You know what I mean? Y'all got mm-hmm. problems. Y'all want to fight at the party with some shit that's cool. They fighting at a tattoo convention that <laughs> is, you know what I mean, like a highly respected thing, you know. Um, well, and this goes back to, again, it's just like if you if you cast people who are famished, who don't have shit to lose, who don't understand payroll and fucking insurance and buildings and fucking responsibilities yeah. or who have kids or, or, or whatever. I mean, because there is the brand side of it, but but there is the reality side. But that doesn't mean that the reality becomes so fake and phony that it detours everything about you. Like, right. I'm not going to go to the BET Awards and get in a fight with a cast member at the BET Awards. I may see you. We may make eye contact and we know we don't like each other, but this is not the time or place for that. It just so, like it's in the situation of you're talking about. Oh my God! Wait, hold on, your homegirl. I ended up front row at fucking uh, Mark Jacobs fashion show two seats from Nicki Minaj, and everybody was like, "Why you didn't confront her? Why she didn't confront?" Because we had some issues before. And I know you guys are close, but uh, I'm like, if she would have talked to me, I would have talked to her. But it's not the place for me to go over and start interviewing her on the front row of a show. My question is: Is it the production or is it the people that's somewhat in your team? Not handling the spotlight right. It's like, both. Okay. It's definitely both. Like production is only going to come and ask you, right. hey, what y'all got going on in the world? And then mm-hmm. they'll follow that story. If you don't have nothing going on, they're going to try to makeshift some shit. But mostly people got shit going on. But you're talking about people who are on reality television, you know, in a number one spot. Probably ain't never had 1,500 followers before this shit. Now I got over 100,000. And then, you know and what I mean? And you're competing for camera time. Exactly. You know what and mean? it's so the that, same as Love and Hip Hop. Yeah, I mean, well, no, it, ain't, it ain't even that. Love and Hip Hop is people who at least did something or came from something and shit like that. Y'all some nobodies to this shit. Mm-hmm. So you feeling A-list and you really fucking D-list. And you feeling like <laughs> this celebrity shit. So you walking around and you doing shit right. as if you fucking cold or motherfucker can't be touched. And shit. Like, don't nobody fucking know you. Don't nobody fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I got motherfuckers who come at me yeah. heavy. Like, bitch, I started this show. Right. I started this motherfucker. I brought it here. Motherfucker be like, man, you ain't shit. Like, nigga, it's right, my right, show. Right. You know, when they sitting at home with their people, them people are watching. Them people are watching their show. All the people that's around them, that's dick riding them, and then they follow us, they wake up before they brush their fucking TV in the morning to see who commenting on their shit and the likes that they got that they never fucking so had. True, people in their DMs, and now they got blue checks in their DMs, and motherfuckers is going crazy in their mind. They show up to set like, man, I'm whatever. Sure. Which, which, right. go, which goes back to why, for people listening, he just explained why a Justy Smollett would burn the fuck out and create some bullshit when you're on the hit show. Yeah. You're a nigga who... That's this why this social media shit is no fame is a drug, it and it's is. literally like not being able to snort a line it's of cocaine and it. doing whatever you got to do to get that other line. And you know what's crazy is I don't know why people come in and think like, you know, 
on Love and Hip Hop, I was like the bad guy. So everybody wanted to get in a scene to have a moment with the bad guy. I'm not the fucking bad guy. You, if you're the star of the show, when they come in, it's just like to really get that camera time. I got to come at him. When really, you want to win his fans over, figure out how to, you know, I mean, I don't know. And I ain't been, I've been about growing motherfuckers, man. I, you know, you come fuck with me, I'm going to grow your shit. You know what I mean? But motherfuckers, want it, they want that spot. Everybody got to be the man just because. So switch is. gears really quick. So yesterday we, we, we started talking a little bit. And I didn't know your story. In April, you started talking about yeah. his sister. Yeah, Nova. So can you can you tell the people a little bit about your sister and her story? And- yeah, I, um, back in 2009, uh, I got an older sister. Her name's Nova. Yeah. Um, she got killed by a uh, fucking lame-ass, crazy ex-boyfriend. You know what I mean? Niggas that don't know how to let go of shit. Um, and it just happened, you know what I mean? Like I said, people, you know, people die every day, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? God forbid. But uh, it just happened to, you know, hit so many people uh, tough because it was a relatable situation. It was a, a domestic, you know, violent situation. It was like, you know, she was done with the nigga. Um, he literally came over on his fucking birthday, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I want to see you. The same shit that women all the time do, you know what right. I mean? Like, I just want to see you and this stuff like that. Came in and, you know, uh, kicked it, probably argued, and then he fucking, you know, whatever the hell they argued about shit, he, he killed her. And he killed my uh, 10-month-old niece, too. You know what mm. I mean? And it was just so fucking brutal for the situation and right. how it was. Like, I had to see it. You know what I mean? I had to literally, you know, after homicide leave and shit like that, they leave that shit to y'all. So, you know, I had to clean up that blood, and that shit don't look nothing like how no movies is, and you know this is the same blood running through your veins. So it's kind of fucked up. You know, you got homicide you know, detectives who see the shit every day, but they was fucked up about it. And I'm just like, damn, why this shit touches so many people? You yeah. know what I mean? You know, and it, it fucked me up, but I had to immediately, you know, bury that shit and put it into something else because I had to be strong for the rest of my damn family. You know, I uh, literally the day before um, she died, I was down there with her, uh, spent the whole day with her, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was fucked up. I had just uh, got fired from, uh, just got laid off from the railroad just picked up thinking about wanting to tattoo. I ain't had no money, so I asked her, would you, you know, invest in me tattooing? And she mm-hmm. like, nigga, you be bullshitting, but, yeah. you know, we'll see if you're going to do it. Come down here tomorrow, you know what I mean? Um, I, and go ahead. No, I said from that, I was supposed to come down that day, uh, go grab that money and go tattoo, but uh, she got killed that day, unfortunately. Uh, so I waited about a week, you know, and then about a week or two went past, and I went and got some money up. Actually, I took the money from the shit everybody give you in the cards, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I went and got me a tattoo kit and I just buried my whole pain and all that shit in the tattooing. So people ask how far I've come with tattooing or why, you know, I go so hard or why I determined it's like I made a fucking promise that I probably wasn't even going to keep, you know what I mean? Cause I was a fuck up back then, but like, you know, out of all I've done, you know what I mean? I've never be able to tell my sister like, Hey, look at this tattoo right. or look at this or do this. You know what I mean? So, um, I just put that shit into the determination of how to make that happen. So that had been one of the biggest attractions, um, about me when it came to making a show because I'm not a TV nigga and I just be reserved from it. But And I don't even like talking about it, but I know how many people it helps. You know what I mean? I, sure I've does, connected yeah. with so many women that have been in domestic you know, abuse situations that it's helped them from that situation or even the first stepping stone to even talking to me by saying walk away because they don't know they can. Right. You know, the one right. thing you said that I relate to um, <clears throat> when my brother passed away was the crime scene people and I and I said this before, and this is one element I do leave out of the story when I tell it now because people won't get mm-hmm. the get to me what the nuance is. Is I remember when my brother got murdered, they picked him up to take him out of the place where we were, 
and the gun, the bullet had went through his head. So there was brain matter on the ground, and they stepped in it. I will never forget the police. The, the he stepped in it, and I remember just standing there processing it because when it's happening in real time when it's happening in real time it's really hard to process Mm -hmm. especially i was only 19 years old and it happened like that so i remember them lifting him up and in my mind still because he's with six five two thirty five i'm like he ain't dead six six two thirty five he ain't dead so i wasn't even processing that he was killed the man i remember seeing the brain the brain matter on the ground i remember him stepping in so is that what you were talking about when you're talking about the crime scene people how they just yeah it's just like because they i mean they do this shit every day Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it, it touches each and every family how fucked up it is, but yeah. they're like, I ain't another dead body. Move on, pick them up, move on, shit like that. Oh, I'm sorry for y'all loss. You know what I mean? I might step in the damn blood. So what, on my job. That's you, how they feel. And you had a, a nephew who was also there at the time, too, that survived. So Yeah. And how old is he now? He's 13 now. 13. Yeah. And he's like a fucking daredevil now because he's seen this happen and that shit changed something in him, and that motherfucker is fearless. You know what I mean? And he's just, you know what I mean? He uh he lives in uh in Houston with his uh with his family. I get him, you know, probably like every two months or something just to bring him back up here. You know, connect him with my kids. But you know what I mean? Like that shit changed him to be some fearless. I thought he was gonna be fucked up about it. You know what I mean? Because he didn't talk for a while after that. Um, because he was in there. Like he literally was there. Was and he you, hiding? No, you can see he was there and he his footprints, he was playing in the damn blood, laying down with them, and then he fucking after he got tired of waiting that so long, he went and sat in the chair and um and fell asleep. And when my mama is the one that found him when she came in, she thought he was dead too, because he was sitting up there, but he had blood on him. And then my sister was there, and then the baby was there, and then he was over there, but he was asleep. So she thought he was dead too. But uh, you know, I mean So how how did that experience change you? Man, dog, um, I don't know. I'm fucked up about it. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, it changed me in a bunch of emotional ways. Like I can't watch emotional shit no more. You know what I mean? I fucking tear up like a motherfucker. Has some sad shit. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if it's kid movies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm also disconnected from people. You know, um, my older sister was, you know, who I looked up to. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like <clears throat> when people know me and they know me around the city and all this shit about how I've been popular and all this stuff like that. Like, I got that from her. You know what I mean? I wasn't no... I, I didn't even have a fucking name to niggas who are older than me and shit like that. I was just Nova, little brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I became my own entity after that, but she was the one. She was it's, the one. it's so crazy because, uh, you know, as he was starting to m- mention a little bit yesterday, you know, when I talk to people or interview people, I don't want to talk too much outside the show because it's kind of yeah. hard to have this kind of experience. But it's so crazy because, for me, my brother was, r- like... You feel a certain level of security because mm-hmm. you know you got the big brother or the big sister there. Mm-hmm. You're in your case, she was probably like another mother figure. My case, he was like a father figure. And when that happens, you it's not like you get cold. Well, you do get cold. You do get numb to feelings. You I said to somebody the other day, uh, my whole mantra was, "I don't give a fuck. I don't right. give a fuck." Yeah, I because I didn't care. Yeah, and it's not like I don't care about people because there is a part of me that has a heart, and I do want to care about people. It's like a guard, though. But at the same time, that's a level of pain that, like, you know, a breakup, you know, motherfucker lets you down, right. betrayal, that is a level of pain that takes you so low you don't ever want to go there again. So it's easier to build a layer between you and those feelings. Does, yeah. that, does that affect um, your relationship with a woman, though? Absolutely. Mm. Uh, you can probably ask every woman that I've been with uh, for real, or probably not even for real, outside of that, like, I'm probably the hardest to disc. You know, some niggas ain't never heard a woman tell them, I just can't figure you out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I've had every woman 
tell me that in my life because of that. You know what I mean? Because it fucked up my communication. You know what I mean? It fucked up how I connect with somebody. Um, my communication had become very bad. And it really it laid the demographic of how uh, the show went with uh, with the people I was working with. You know what I mean? From mm. that, I had uh, I didn't have no brothers. And then losing a, a sibling from that, you know, I could either turn straight back to some street shit and be like, fuck everybody because that's what I was on initially. Mm-hmm. And then... I stopped all that. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to be this bad guy. I'm not going to be this. So I'm going to accept everybody. But the way I accepted everybody was I let these motherfuckers come into my shop. I treated them as family. I treated them as brothers. And like, man, they ain't never going to switch up on me. They this and shit like that. And doing that, I never laid no law down. And motherfuckers Mm. got comfortable with that shit. And that's how this show has allowed for them to go so far with being like, man, fuck Ryan. Or this, that, and others. Like, because I I didn't want to be that savage nigga to where it's like, man, fuck you. I'll rob you. It's just like, no, man, come on, let's be friends. Let's do yeah. this and shit like that. You know what I mean? And that shit ended up biting me in the ass. You know what I mean? But simultaneously, I turned my back on, you know, my real sister. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? My younger sister and my family trying to connect with these motherfuckers who I was around looking for that that love vicariously through these people who are around you. What, what's, you know? your, what's your relationship with the other siblings now? Oh, man, I love my little sister, man. I fucking kill these niggas for it. You know what I mean? She uh, she work in my shop now, actually. Does she do tattooing, too? No, nah, she oh. uh, she's a receptionist in my so shop. So do you do you think you became everything your sister thought you were going to be? Uh, everybody say that. You know, I just, my sister was stern, man. She ain't, you know, mm-hmm. she ain't take no shit. She wasn't impressed by nothing. You know what I mean? Like, she had done it before, and she was just, she was stern like that. So, like, nothing about, like, my work ethic comes from my daddy being like that. You know what I mean? My daddy a fucking... Foster kid, you know what I mean? No parents, you know what I mean? All brothers and sisters separated and always been a po nigga who had to make it from the ground up. So, see, my daddy worked fucking 40-hour shifts when I was five, you know what I mean? Wasn't no getting my first job and being like, hey, I worked eight hours. I used to have to fucking go work 5 a.m. to 11 to load in the truck and 11 to 7, then 7 to whoever wanted to get off to 1 a.m. just to be like, hey, man, look, I work hard like you. So my daddy always been a stern nigga, and he raised my uh, sister to be that same way, so... I've always built, I've got the craziest work ethic ever, but it comes from trying to impress some stern motherfuckers. You know what I mean? People be like, how the hell you work 24 hours a day? You be in city to city to city. Like, man, I do this shit because it's just in me now. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I couldn't impress her. I still don't know if I can impress her. Like I said, I've never been able to, I wanted to impress her then. I still got the text message when I told her the day before, like, hey man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. But she was like, nigga, you bullshit. I think she would be very proud of you, Ryan. Thank you. So do you, because um, I had seen you on the show, and I know how reality TV works, so I saw you on the show, and there was that one guy. I keep calling him just the big nigga. You guys got <laughs> nah. into it, and his name no, is No, no, you talking about Van? Is it Van? Okay, so why were you unforgiving or not wanting to forgive him? Because I don't know the whole storyline, because I, I don't follow the show like that. Oh, Man, just on good. some, like, you know, on some, on some street shit, it's like, all right, look, if for whatever goes on, allegedly they said... I shot up the damn shop and all this shit like that. You know what I mean? And then, you know, if I didn't No, get because, it, you know, like, man, like, I allegedly stopped by Delilah's. Like, you allegedly shot a production? I'm just, we talking about shit that can be prosecuted in the court of law. You know what I mean? So at that point, when it came time for investigations and shit like that, you spoke on me. No. You know what I'm saying? You from Chicago. You say you a street nigga, you did this shit like that, and I fuck with you and shit like that, regardless of what the fuck we was going through, I ain't saying shit about you. Because I, I know your daughter. I know what it's like to be in that motherfucker. I know you know what it's like to be in that bitch, and I never put nothing on you that will allow for you to be taken away from your family. And so for mm. you, that's more of a character thing. It's not even like a yeah. mistake or we kind of, you've kind of fucked up. Nigga, you knew that up. shit. You could have shut the fuck up. 
period. Nah, and so yeah, now you, when you call somebody your brother, that's that's right. why there was no loyalty. That's so at that wild. point, that's why it was like, man, I never forgive you for it. I couldn't fuck with you. I wouldn't go fuck with you. And then it became a damn uh, a rising on the sad beef to where when the season had started early in this year, it's like me and niggas talking, being shit different. It's like, all right, man, fuck that show shit, my nigga. I'm gonna see you about this shit. You know what I mean? This shit gonna get real, and it ain't about. What you think you are, it's about what my niggas own that's feeling like you disrespecting me and they're going to get at you about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, well what, I, what I will say about your show is it does feel real. I hope so, shit. No, that, no, I mean, because you know, no, I, that's want the, why everybody I, want the, I want the fake shit to come. You no, know what I mean? I, <laughs> so we can no, relax. So because not even knowing you at the time, I could look at your face and know like there was an element of you that wanted to react a certain way, but there were cameras. Oh, man. We, what are you talking about when we. Uh, there was the, some kind of party. Yeah, like I so I'm gonna tell you like this because it's cool now. Um, so after that whole shit happened, I mean, I was looking at because you know when you know. No, let me tell you, look, this had happened. Literally, Lily and them they got the fight and shit like that, and me and him, the what is like, hey man, stay the fuck away from me. Ain't nothing to talk about. He pulled up to the party. He got twenty niggas with him. She, the bitch, got twenty bitches with him. You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, whatever. I see how this shit going. I know half these niggas, but I still ain't tripping. You know what I'm saying? When I see it going left, I went outside, changed out of my costume and shit. And I put my move on me. Now, you can't have no guns or nothing on set. You know what I mean? But it's like, man, it's 20 niggas out here. You know, fuck all that bullshit. So your production, how does this production work? Because, <laughs> I'm sure production no, scared of shit. Because, no, listen, listen. You can't. So I, I didn't disrespect that. I went down the street to my car. And then I fuck it. I'm sitting outside my car. It just so happened that it was some dude that was up in there getting rowdy. And then they kicked, they kicked him out. He came back. He was across the street. And then he was talking shit like, man, y'all motherfuckers on this TV shit. And he had a joint on him. So now, in protection of the setting, what's going on, I'm in the front. Ain't nobody up there. And I see this nigga. So I'm back over here by my car chilling. Mm-hmm. I'm back over here by my car chilling. And this nigga got to move on. So I'm like, all right, if you start shooting, I got to get him. You know what I mean? But I'm way back here and I'm offset. He I can't. Said he got to get him. So listen, so I'm offset. So I'm upset. I, I was gonna come to Chicago and get a fucking tattoo on your show, but you gonna have to come to Hollywood. What's no, no, Hollywood? no, it's cool. It's cool. It's gonna be good. So Jason. this, this why I happened because what you saw was this. I was offset, and I wasn't gonna disrespect none of my network or nothing, and bring no weapons on set. We don't have no weapons on set. They just they had just fought right in front of the building, then the whole crowd started walking my way, <laughs> and as they walking my way, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I got this joint on me. So while they sitting there, they walking up, they're like, yeah, nigga, what's up? And I'm just like. I can't say shit because, you know what I mean? And then if a nigga trying to hold me and shit on this, I'm like, all right, man. You know what I mean? I, can't, I really can't say nothing at this point because it's like, fuck. Y'all, like, nigga, uh, you ain't even realizing what's outside. going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And y'all came that. my way. And then now you and 20 niggas running up on him like, yeah, man, nigga. I'm like, man. This, this show just in- immediately made me nervous. Right. <laughs> I mean, because, nah. because the thing about reality, you see, like, even for me, I don't deal well with conflict. And I will tell you, since my brother did get murdered, it has kind of fucked me up a little bit where if I think something's going to happen to me, yeah, it's, more, it's more out of fear than anything. Like I said the other day, it's not about being gangster, being none of that I, out of fear. I've watched somebody shoot him in the head. I'm not going out like I've been shot. I ain't going out like that. That's why when they get in them scenes and they know there's security, you don't know what's real, what's TV. And all. I, I, I don't respond well to that conflict. But I saw that scene and I saw you and I, I could tell. Because from that, it was like, man, all right, look at how fathers can go. Look how fathers could have went right here for yeah, anything. For sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, when it was time to talk, I'm like, bro, I'm not on this shit no more. You know what I'm saying? Because this shit could go way the fuck left. And then what he did and surprised me was apologize for what he had done. I saw that. No, he, he was, was like, begging for your apology. No, he was like, man. He kind of forced it, though. He just showed up. 
God, I was I mean, just like, I'm here. But at that point, if I'm trying to live a life of peace, if I'm growing past whatever bullshit that I'm on and I'm not trying to harbor no negative energy, all I could ask from that man is an apology for yeah. what he caused me for. And when he gave me that, it's like, listen, man, I don't have no vendetta against you. You know I love you. You know I love your daughter. You know what I mean? And we don't need to have that in between us. So at that point, if all is forgiven, if God can put it in my mind to forgive, I'll forgive. But you're not, but, right. but you know how reality shows are. There's like the conflict, their combat, and then there's reconciliation. You can reconcile and apologize, but you ain't fucking with them like that no more. I mean, we're not nah. best friends like how we used to because it's like, I mean, shit, that shit fucked me up. Still character. That's you know crazy. What I'm no, that's, you, you, I didn't even know that's what would really. You come anywhere with me and niggas got guns and it's a bad vibe, we will never, show or no show, we could never be in the same space because I'm so paranoid that I'm gonna I'm gonna set up something. I'm gonna have people with me or I'm gonna do something. I just I couldn't do it. You you better than me. And this is a, a see it's a reverse paranoia for me. It's like, yeah, cool, we about that action. Let's get it on. But oh, no, nah, yeah. this ain't what the fuck we need. You know nah, what I mean? So I mean yeah, I, so we, to be able to kill that whole thing was the best thing for us. You know what I mean? Um yeah. well I'm glad it's like this our business, man. This shit this shit don't need to go that way because it was about to get thick. I'm talking about thick like that night. <laughs> My niggas heard about that shit. That nigga rolled up on me with 20 niggas. They like, yo. It was like, he went to the club after it, man. Them niggas was on him. And they're just like, hey, bro, you can't. No. You know what I'm saying? So, so, what, are, so, so what are the things that you find make you the most vulnerable? Because you do have a sense of uh, this, like, this thing about you that, you know, it's a little rough exterior packaging, you know. Because really I, nice I, love, I love elevating people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can't do everything in life just for you. And you're not trying to do nothing for nobody. Like, I think episode last night, I haven't seen it, but everybody was going against the chick, Lily. And, you know what I mean? They like, fuck her, kick her out, shit like that. But it's just like, man, she's still a great artist. And whatever y'all mad at her right now is just about having a misunderstanding. So y'all being immature about the situation is all you have to do is figure out what's wrong with her. One of the best things I learned in my relationship from my girl's father, who is the most peaceful man I ever known, was to tell me, as opposed to arguing back, man, what you, you did this, you did this. And before I react in the way I want to react, I got to ask her, what do you need me to understand? What do you need me to understand so I can hear that? And mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you want to tell me. Right. You just probably think I wasn't listening. And now I'm telling you I want to listen. I'm going to figure that out. I'm going to apologize for what I did wrong. And then I'm going to show you how I'm going to try to make this better. And that's with everything that you're doing. So if y'all just saying, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, we hate her. What's the misunderstanding? It's a mm-hmm. disconnect somewhere. Stop, listen, try to figure it out. So I'm not trying to just fire her or get out the way. I'm trying to figure out what she can do better. And I'll let her know, mm-hmm. from my opinion, what you could do to be better. And then she'll probably figure it out. So who on the show should get fired? Shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It be looking like you want to let all of them go sometime. They didn't, they didn't get fired. Uh, next week's episode, I ain't supposed to be talking about that shit. Oh. <laughs> well, this comes out next week, well, this right? Yeah, yeah. Next, to be Tuesday or Wednesday. I, oh, uh, I op- listen, I opened up a new shop, for real. Um... You know, I own everything about it and everybody don't make it, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, a lot of it is the fact that y'all have brought me all the way to this point and even me coming back, y'all still doing all this bullshit. Y'all production? No. Nah, the people. The people. Oh, the people. Work, okay. You know what I mean? Because so, I came back to work back with y'all and then you still all this bullshit. Mm-hmm. All this fighting, all this right. bullshit. can't have a get to no point. It's, ever, like, it's a disruption man. of your peace. Yeah, because now like with all that shit, you know, I have a real shop, I have a real business. Even back then, people would be walking in my shop like, yo, where the drinks at, man? Y'all ain't finna fight these y'all. It's like, God damn, that's what you really think about my business and I'm really in here 24 hours a day mm-hmm. doing this shit and the people who come and show up when it's, when it's uh, set, you know what I mean? When it's like uh, lights, camera, action and they leave and I'm left with my business and my brand to mm-hmm. have that. 
I mean, you work so much. Do you ever get a moment to just breathe or take vacations? Why do you think I came out here last night? I was like, let me just get the fuck away. I didn't even know you was out here, Ryan. I was going to try to surprise you today. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, that was a lot. Okay, so, <laughs> so you guys have never slept together. No. No, we have not. You're, you're Asian too? Yeah, my daddy's Japanese and black. Mm. That's why we know each other. Oh, really? That no, ain't why. She used, to be a, she used to be a young hottie. On the club scene. First and foremost, he, was, he, no, he used to be an asshole. He was me. He was, he's right. He never talks to like pretty girls. Like I remember coming to your shop. Do you remember that? And mm -hmm. I met, okay, see, he don't even remember. He was an asshole. He was very mean. Now he get to that And then money. years later we became friends and I'm like, oh, he's really cool. He's but I, nice I remember guy. when Omarion tried to braid his hair like that. It didn't look quite look like that. But you guys look like, I mean, you guys make a good looking couple. Uh, he looks like my brother. Doesn't he? The best couples look alike. I seen I all them niggas last night. All them niggas look like one person. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I, that made me just want to have more kids. Like man, all them niggas look alike. Who? Uh, oh, and all and all his brothers. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, okay. Oh, Wait, oh, oh his brother. He just has one. Oh well, <laughs> because them niggas two. look alike. Oh, he, okay. You talking about Kimanian? Okay, yeah. Maybe it was B, a B two K reunion. <laughs> no, they do. They do look alike. Really. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you guys have never been together. No. All right. <laughs> so do what type of what type of woman do you like? I, we're back on. I don't know how we got back on dating, but what type of woman do you like? Asian women? Do you like white women? Black women? Any woman? I like women. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, if I have to have my uh, preference, my preference, you know, it would definitely have to be a black woman. I just have so much knowledge and dedication <laughs> to, you know. <laughs> my heart about it you know what i mean i just gotta you know i ain't saying i won't fuck man i'm you know but you out here you no i'm just saying what i would i would have uh, to marry you know i would have to marry a black woman for what i know the black woman represents to me and my world and you know everything else do you want more kids i absolutely do i absolutely do want do? more kids but it's getting late in the game. I know. Oh, man. 31 gotta, years old. Gotta, only uh, in the sense of, like, my children. You know what I mean? Like, now my son and their little brother or sister will be in a whole different bracket. Right. What, I, I, they people with kids. I, I have older siblings, and I have a brother who's, like, 23. So we just, we related. We out here. But y'all didn't get to grow up. It's I different for men all, having like, kids one, late. One, one, one year apart type shit. It's I different for men having kids. You guys can have kids whenever. You, that's but for women... It stops at 35. Nah. I mean, you can produce. Real, 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 there was a woman that just had a woman, uh, uh, Bridget, Bridget, problems, Bridget Nielsen just had a baby at 50. Yeah, but come on now. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm not popping out no kid at no 50 years My old. My mama had me at 40. Okay, well, I'm just saying, like, there's more complications. <laughs> okay, well, I'm just saying, there's more complications, is what I'm saying. There was no complications. Okay, well, you know what you it just came out fine. Okay, <laughs> you ain't caused no damage. No, Hell yeah, I want some more kids, but shit. Slid out. Okay, so what what do you Golden think the biggest shit. misperception is you like what of you? What do you think people think of you that may not necessarily be true? From the outside, before you get to know me, uh, people are just gonna take a perception of my looks and think that I'm some type of arrogant or conceited or some shit like that. When I'm not, you know, um, like I said, man, I'm fucking. Uh, if you see me and all my niggas, you'd be like, "Why that nigga look like that?" You know what <laughs> I mean, because 
Like we all some street niggas. We all some, you know. So what you mean? hang with like gorilla looking niggas. All my niggas look different, and I'm the same type of nigga as them, but I look different. Like I'm I didn't different. pick myself to be a fucking mixed nigga <laughs> and put me same. over in this hood and make so, me grow up so, this way. So let me be clear about a couple things. One, I will never hang out with your friends. Gorilla looking people scare me. That's what gorilla kind of shit? looking. No, 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 no. Take no, it no, back. No, 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 no. Take it back. No, right. no. Take I don't take. Back. No, I'm not taking anything back. But but no shade to them. It's just that like my spirit won't allow it. The universe has a certain level of energy. You know, like you walked in the room yesterday. They, they, some white woman, old ass German fucking <laughs> <laughs> what Lyft driver, whatever the fuck she was sliding through, the, sliding through the goddamn restaurant yesterday, gonna slide up to him. And she and she did a double back and was wanted to represent him. Well, man, I don't know what the better the get it. I'll say that to say just in the sense of like, man. I just come from a mindset of not even caring about that shit. You know what I mean? I don't care about what my looks look like. You know what I mean? And so many niggas be out here like, man, take this picture, take this picture. You know what I mean? But like, no, I ain't like that. But people from the outside, they're going to look at me as a pretty boy or this shit like that. And I just like, man, I can't do shit about it. Just get to know me. Once you get to know me, you see what it is and what it ain't. You know what I mean? So okay, sure. so so you wouldn't have fought uh, with Hoved for a photo? Hell no. Like, that shit, that's the lamest shit in the world, bro. Like, that's true. I just, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, niggas is late bloomers. Like, you ain't never been. The biggest thing to a man is respect. Period. Point blank, period. And if you ain't never had no block to go back to, the niggas say, like, oh, man, you put in work here. Or you ain't never had no motherfucker even say, like, oh, man, you knock fool ass out in third grade. Or even a woman to say, like, man, I can't stand you, but you a real nigga. You know what I mean? If you've never had that respect, you always fishing for it. So when you get some level of fame or notoriety, you, you men try to equate that to the respect they've never had. So let you be able to be in the Rock Nation brunch for whatever reason. You dick rode to get all the way up into there because you're a dick rider. And then you up in there acting a fucking fool with this other man. You're still a fucking dick rider. You know what I mean? You can't even fucking stop doing it because you ain't never had no respect. You ain't never know how to act accordingly. Sounds like me, but with Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, I, chasing I Beyonce. was a dick riding motherfucker. I was chasing her. No, I wasn't chasing her. But I understand no, what you're that saying. Because I will tell you. I will tell you. At first, it's, first it was like... Jay kept moving through the brunch, and the crowd kept moving. <laughs> yeah, it's really? it's literally niggas who will just be moving this way like this because he moving, <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you accomplishing by that? What That's are you accomplishing by that? You think you with him? You know what I mean? Go post a picture. Yeah, just kicked it with. But if you're, if you're in the big bro, you know, that's how they do. That's how they do. If you're if you're in if you're in the vicinity with Hove, doesn't that does mean you kicked it with Hove? No, unless you no. were Meek Mill. Fucking Nipsey Kevin or Hart. Kevin Hart in that circle with them when Diddy hugging on them like oh man shit like that unless you See, one of them then that's kicking it with hope well, otherwise and, you got in there yeah. or you in there I don't want to be in that motherfucker but until look, I'm invited for the right reason exactly that's but if so you true. did kick it with hope you shouldn't even ask for a picture you need to yeah, soak that in right. Well, I wouldn't even think if I got to have a, a moment to have a one on one with Hove or any type of time, I'm not gonna be like, "Yo, gra- well, I'll tell get you this flick." I'll tell you last night. The- I can't say that. I can't be like, "Hey, well, let's get this picture." Let's get this flick. Did, we, did we take a photo last night? No, huh? we took one. Did at we? the pretty little thing. You well, what, did because it was on your thing. No, he's he was on the live. Oh. He was on the live. No, but you know the one person I did want a photo with last night was Khloe Kardashian. I wanted a real petty photo with her just for the internet because you wanted to be like yeah i did that i just wanted to be like you know what i'm saying because i know with chloe <laughs> chloe money we in these streets <laughs> but uh no nah, man i think you're fascinating i think you're cool i i Thank really you, i really like your vibe i like uh you just a, a you're you're a cool person my nigga it's hard out here i'm telling you you meet a lot of motherfuckers i don't know if it's the chicago thing yeah it must be the chicago, chicago. i was I, scared to come out here for a long time <laughs> 
Like I'm like, man, I don't want that Hollywood shit, man. I just I can't do that Hollywood. It's yeah. just too fucking different. When I came out, I'm like, man, these goofy ass niggas, man. Like <laughs> move straight through these fucking goofies, man. Like, man, I'll fuck all these niggas up out here. Like, and niggas will move out your way and they they anywhere you go in any city, like, man, they we we breed something different, man. You know what I mean? And it's not just a Chicago thing, it's just a uh Yeah. You know what I mean? It's some it's street niggas from New York just like that, here. you know what I mean? Like, but when you come out here and like you see the the goofball shit, it's like oh man, shit ain't even yeah because you know that's I mean? not real L A and I think that's right. that's what everybody says. And it's I got like, a lot of L A niggas I yeah. fuck with, real L A niggas I fuck with. LA. But yeah. this Hollywood shit down here. Well, listen, I'm, I'm from I'm from the Bay, but I, one thing I would say is when you come out here, if you come from a Chicago or a Philly or a Stockton or whatever. You come from those cities where you have to survive on the streets. You can come out here and master this motherfucker. Because you really already know what it is. The game, the entertainment game is like the dope game. It's the same shit. You just, you just doing, you just, your work is different. But it's the same thing, the same hustle. I saw Killmonger last night. You what? You saw Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. I know Stilo is best friend and shit. Fuck Stilo. You know what I mean? And we was just in the vicinity. I was like, oh shit. You didn't get a flick? That nigga. Fuck no. (laughs) You know what? I saw... The motherfuckers migrate where them niggas Wait, went. Wait, but you mean to tell me you didn't go over there and carry him around the room? That's 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 Wakanda. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, listen. Um, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, uh, your, you got to come back. It's your third visit to L.A. where you didn't come on <laughs> and you were two and a half hours late. I'm sorry. But we sat here and waited for you. I mean, we had absolutely nothing else My to bad, do. My bad, man. <laughs> I fucking, I couldn't get out of the goddamn hangover mode earlier and shit and then... Thanks to Jason. You know, Mm -mm. thanks to motherfucking Jason. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We out of here. Peace. Appreciate it. Peace.